Hey guys, welcome back to the Growing in Christ podcast. I am your host, Shadora Foy. Today is January 8th, and for those of you who know, or in those of you who don't know, 8 means new beginnings. So that is the number for new beginnings. Yay! As we know that this year is a year of manifestation and double harvest, so that may be a new thing for some of us. Um, today we are going to start with chapter eight and today I had to do double duty. I had to do chapter seven, which seven is the name. I meant, sorry, seven is the number for completion. (laughs) Just giving you a little, uh, understanding on those numbers there. (laughs) So we're going to start with verse one of chapter eight. And as always, I encourage you to grab your Bibles, some paper, some pencils, some pens, highlighters, all your great little crafty things. And I'm going to just dive in here. So verse one says, does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? So we're going in with a question. And for those of you who had English teachers, that is a an eye catcher, you know, to go into your introduction with a question or a quote. That is something that you want to catch somebody's eye and you want them to think about what you're finna say, you know. And then verse two, it says, she takes her stand on the top of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. Verse three, she cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. Verse four, to you all men, I call and my voice is to the sons of men. Verse five, oh, you simple ones, understand prudence and you fools be of an understanding heart. So right now. Um, just a little bit that we're in of chapter eight, it is talking about how wisdom is not something that is hidden. She's not trying to hide in the closet or hide behind the wall and trying to be like, oh, you can't find me. Don't find me. You know, I'm invisible. <laughs> you know, she is crying out for us. She is saying, look at me. Hey, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm something that is necessary. I'm something that you need. Like, you don't even have to be like, come here, wisdom. Where are you? You know, (laughs) one, two, three, ready or not, here I come. You know, you don't have to do that with wisdom. She is something that wants to be found. She is something that is not hidden from us. She actually calls to us. She's like, here I am. If you've ever played hide and go seek with a little kid and they just jump out and be like boo and you're like but are the purposes I'm supposed to find you that's what wisdom is like wisdom is like here I am yay like I'm right here so wisdom calls out to us and wisdom desires that we use her she desires that she is our best friend that's what she wants to be she's like Oh, I'm going to stalk you and I'm going to cry out to you and I'm going to, you know, be all over your Instagram and all over your Twitter account. You know, that's that's wisdom just really searching for you and wanting to be your best friend and being super close to you. And she's saying to the simple ones and to the fools, even the ones that say, um, wisdom, you're weird. I don't like you. I don't want you. She's like, hey, let me be your best friend. She's like, get understanding, have a heart of understanding. She wants 
those things for us, even the ones that reject her. That is what the walk of Christ is about. Wisdom is even an example of the walk of Christ because the ones who reject us are the ones that we're supposed to love and be like, God loves you. And they'd be pushing you away and like, you're weird. I don't like you. And they're, and you're just like, okay, but God loves you and God cares for you and you should come to church with me, you know? So wisdom is actually in this verse, in these few verses, showing us how to act. And then at verse six, it says, listen, for I will speak of excellent things. And from the opening of my lips will come right things. So she's explaining herself. She's saying, okay, I'm wisdom. I'm calling out to you. I'm not just some weird girl calling to you, but I'm letting you know who I am. I um, speak excellent things. You know, there's not lies found on my lips. I don't speak, you know, things that you don't want to hear like random facts or anything. And then from the opening of my lips will come right things. You know, they will come upright things. It won't be wrong things. It won't be false knowledge. It will be the right things. Don't you want to, don't you want to know right things? And at verse seven, it says, for my mouth will speak truth, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. So wickedness Wisdom is not even trying to speak. You know, you don't have to worry about wickedness with wisdom. You know, have you ever had somebody who wants to be your friends or somebody who wants to be close to you, but you got to worry about this, this and that about their personality or about the way that they talk or the way that they carry themselves? Wisdom is like, look here, I'm righteous. I'm upright. I have proven myself. In verse eight, it says, all the words in my mouth are with righteousness, Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. So she's constantly going on just describing herself, saying, I'm a righteous person. I speak right things. I speak the truth and nothing but the truth. And verse 9, it says, they are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. So if you're somebody who has understanding and has knowledge, it's like, yeah, I understand that. They're plain to him. It's like they're not complex. It's not like an algebra equation, you know. It's like it's like basic math. It's like, oh yeah, that makes that makes sense. 2 plus 2 equals 4. That it makes perfect sense to the one who understands. And right to those who find knowledge. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's correct. You know, those who find knowledge, it's you're not going to be against it. When wisdom speaks to you, you're not going to be like, "Oh, I don't know if I can believe that information. I don't know if your data is correct. No, it's like, oh, that sounds understandable. That sounds right. And in verse 10, it says, receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. So to just receive instruction and make it more precious than silver to receive knowledge and make it more precious than choice gold to be like no and that's how we should be with God and wisdom we should be like you know what I pick God over silver and gold any day you know I pick having wisdom over this any day you know and even not with silver and gold but today our wherever our hearts are found in if your heart is found in your phone be like I I'd rather read the Bible than be on my phone. I'd rather pray to God than see what Jenna's doing on Instagram. You know, that's where your heart should be. Your heart should be like, God, 
I'd rather seek you and go to church than go hang out with my friends. And though we're not doing anything wicked, I just choose you. Though precious gold is not demonic and it's not of the devil, I, I God, I choose you. Wisdom, I choose you over those things. And then at verse 11, it says, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. So you can't say, Oh, should I choose wisdom? Or should I choose this? Should I should I play on my phone? Or should I go to church? Because, you know, they're both on the same level. You know, should I pray to God? Or should I play my video game? Because, you know, tomato, tomato. No, it should always be like, God is better than that. Wisdom is better than this. You know, that's where your heart should be. Because that's honesty. And that's truth. And verse 12 says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. Verse 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. So I think that that is so deep on verse 13 that says, and this is for us too. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So when we when we respect God, when we be in awe of the Lord, when we submit to God, that's to hate evil. Not, not to play patty cake with evil. Not to be nice to evil and be like, oh evil, you're you're my friend. You may not be my best friend, but you're still you're still my friend. No, it's to say, evil, I hate you. You know, you you're not for God. That means that you're not for me either. You know, and wisdom says pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. So wisdom says that God hates it. You know, that fearing God means to hate it. And she takes it a step further by saying, I hate it. If God hates it, if me being in that place with God means that I have to hate it, then I'm going to submit to that and I'm going to hate it. And that's what we have to do. If God hates evil, we have to, in our fear of the Lord, hate evil. And we have to take it that step further. You know, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, but that doesn't mean that we do it. But we have to get to that place where we verbally say, I hate evil. And then in verse 14, it says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Verse 15, by me kings reign and rulers decree justice. So she's saying that strength is found in her. And she's not she's not being boastful, you know, but she's being honest. She's, you know, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth she hates. So she's not being arrogant. She's not being prideful, but she's being honest because truth is strength. The truth will set you free, you know, so having that just walking in righteousness and truth that is true strength that is truly having strength to move mountains just walking in truth and then she said by me kings reign and rulers decree justice yes because a king cannot reign if he doesn't have wisdom he can't reign righteously if he doesn't have wisdom and if he doesn't have wisdom and he's not ruling the right way he will be overthrown rulers decree justice because we learned 
that in a few chapters back that you first have to submit and cry out for wisdom. Then you have to get the fear of the Lord. And in that having the fear of the Lord, then you will understand righteousness and justice. So when you, after you get that fear of the Lord and you get wisdom, then you can understand and decree justice as a ruler. So verse 16 says, by me, princes rule and nobles all the judges of the earth. So by wisdom, all of them can rule, you know, all of the judges of the earth, all the nobles, princes, they can rule. And on verse 17, it says, I love those who seek me and those who seek me diligently will find me. So verse 17 is like, she's like, I love those who seek me. I love those who say, I'm, I'm going to seek wisdom today. I'm I'm going to seek her. I'm going to chase her down. You know, I'm down for the chase. You know, she loves that. And though she is out crying and screaming on the high hills and she's saying, "Oh, here I am. Here I am. I'm wisdom. I'm I'm this. I I speak the truth and nothing but the truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips." Though she is screaming and crying and it's easy to point out where she is it's just the fact that in your heart you have a desire to seek her though she is as crystal clear in your eyesight and she's right there in front of you just you saying in your heart i want to seek her even though she's right there in front of you she loves that you know she loves that about you she loves that if you seek her diligently and you will find her in verse 18, it says, riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and honor. So it's not just, um, sorry, enduring riches and righteousness. So it's not just riches and honor that you'll get, you know, one day. And then the next day, wisdom will be like, oh, sorry, I ran out of riches and honor. Maybe not today. Maybe, maybe next Monday. Maybe next Monday I'll I'll have some more for you. But she said it's enduring riches and righteousness, meaning that it's something that endures. Your money will not be here. Your riches will not be here one day, then leave. Your righteousness will not be there one day, and then it will leave. No, it's enduring. Through any situation, you will have riches and righteousness. Through any circumstance, in any atmosphere, you won't only have riches and righteousness when you're in the comforts of your own home, but when you go to the store, you'll have riches and righteousness. And then in verse 19, it says, My fruit is better than gold. Yes, then fine gold and my revenue than choice silver. So she's saying the fruits of her. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. A good tree bears like its kind. You know, if it's an apple tree, you best believe that you're going to get apples. And wisdom is a good tree and she bears some good fruit and fruit that is better than gold. Fruit that feeds not only your flesh, but your spirit. And that's the best fruit, the fruit that speed, that feeds your spirit. And in verse 20, it says, I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. Verse 21, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasures. 
So it's like when you seek wisdom, and this is not something, this is not, the Bible is never something to take lightly. It's never to be like, oh yeah, God promised this and God promises that. No, it's to be like, God promised this to me, so I'm going to walk in this. You know, God said, when I seek wisdom, that, and when I love wisdom, wisdom says that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasures. Wisdom already told us that she only speaks the truth. So when she says that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasures, she means that from the bottom of her heart because she said wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Lying is wickedness, meaning that that cannot be on her lips. Lies cannot be on her lips. So if you love her, she shall cause you to inherit wealth and she shall fill your treasures. Excuse me, your treasuries. And so you just have to hold on to that word. You don't have to, you should never take that word lightly. You should never be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have wealth. Okay. No, you should be like, um, I'm wealthy. You know, and not in an arrogant and prideful way, but just knowing within your heart of hearts that I am a wealthy person. You know, God says if you delight in him, he will give you all the desires of your heart. And the promises of God, the things that God has promised us, sometimes we take so lightly and we just think, sure, sure, that sounds good. Sure, sure, God will. But no, God's like, no, have faith in me. Have faith that I will, you know. Have faith that I will give you the desires of my heart. Have faith that if you truly love, um, excuse me, if you truly love wisdom, that she will make you, cause you to inherit wealth. Have faith in that and it shall come, you know. And then in verse 22, it says, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. So the Lord had wisdom at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. So before he even did his magnificent works of the old, he was walking with wisdom. Wisdom was God's best friend. Wisdom is God's best friend, you know? And you know how people say a friend of mine is a friend of yours? So that's the same as far as with wisdom and with God, you know? Or like when they say, excuse me, a friend of yours is a friend of mine. So if you are a friend of wisdom, you are a friend of God. And well, actually it's switched because the fear of the Lord becomes before having that, you know, true wisdom. If you are a friend of God, you are a friend of wisdoms. So then it says, verse 23, I have been established from everlasting from the beginning before there was ever an earth. So wisdom is saying, you know what? I was with God and I was with him before the earth even was created. I was with him before you were here, you know? So you can't tell me that you know more about justice and more about God than I do when I've been walking with God longer than you have. I've been God's best friend since Back in the day, you know, wisdom's like, I've, I've had this walk with God. You can trust me. I've been with the one who hates 
evil. Where do you think I got it from? You know, I've been with the one who walks uprightly and the one that is righteous in all his ways. Where do you where do you think I got it from? Where do you think I learned that from? And then in verse 24, it says, when there were no deaths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. So she was saying that, you know, God had used me for a purpose. And wisdom is like, and some of these verses, she's like us. And, you know, we're used for a purpose too. And God makes a purpose for everything. And then in verse 26, it says, while as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primeval dust of the world. Verse 27, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, verse 29, when he assigned to the sea its limits so that the waters would not transgress his command, transgress his command, sorry, when he marked out the foundation of the earth. And also wisdom is saying that I was with God through these times. So, you know, I I was learning from God through these times. Wisdom, I mean, God was imparting in wisdom, like almost like teaching her. God was like, okay, I did this because this, this, and this, and this, and this. I did this because this, this, and this, and this, and this. God was imparting his wisdom into wisdom so that she could be her own being. Almost like, you know, sometimes it blows your mind, but also like, you know, how man is made in God's wisdom. And when we, I meant, sorry, man is made in God's image. So when we get closer to God, God teaches us things. And he's like, I do this because of this, this, and this. I, I turn the other cheek because I'm moving out of loving kindness. I sacrifice myself for others because I, I love everybody. I I don't commit fornication because a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. You know, God is telling us righteousness and different things. And God imparts in us. He imparts in us the righteousness that we need. And he tells us about himself so that we can manifest into our own beings of him. So while he was creating the earth, while he was making different things, he had wisdom watch so that that can be imparted in wisdom so that when God built her purpose and she was, and God was like, wisdom, go, go tell Solomon this and be close to Solomon and tell him this, this, and this, and this, and this wisdom already had that understanding of God. And she grew with God and God was imparting things into her to where she could go out and have her own assignment. Cause first you have to be a student before you can be a teacher. And then in verse 30, it said, then I was beside him. As a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. So it's one of those things where, you know, a teacher teaches a student, and that that student is constantly growing and constantly growing, constantly understanding. And then God's like, I delight in you because you're, you're submitting yourself to understand. And wisdom delighted in God. Wisdom was like, she was rejoicing in his inhabited world. She was rejoicing always before him. She was like, 
God, I love you. And I, she rejoiced in wisdom. And because of wisdom's submission, because of wisdom being submitted to God in that first hand, now wisdom can be a teacher to us to teach us how to submit. She's saying, look here, I can tell you a, B, and C, and to do A, B, and C, because I had to learn myself. I had to sit there before the world was created and watch God make the oceans and make the heavens. I sat there and I watched and I was quiet and I didn't say, God, why did you do this? God, why'd you do that? Well, God, if I would have done it, I would have done it like this. No, she sat there and she was being a good student and that is how we to be with wisdom. It goes down the line like how parents say this is how my parents taught me and this is how I came out and that's how I'm going to teach you so it can go down the line and you can teach righteousness and that is the same thing with wisdom and verse 31 says rejoicing in his inhabited world and my delight was with the sons of men so she was saying that God's delight was with her you know, wisdom was God's daily delight. And she was rejoicing. She was so happy. She was rejoicing always before him. She was happy. She was a delight of God. That made her happy. She was like a an A-plus student. She was a great listener. She sat there. She listened to God. She understood God. She was gaining knowledge about the creator. And he delighted in her. And then in verse 31, she says, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of man. So now the same delight that she was for God, God created man to be a delight to her, to be students of her own, you know, because she's went through the training. She's went through being there before the worlds were created and seeing how God moved and how God worked. She's been a student before. And now God is saying, you are able to be a teacher. So I shall make the sons of men and they shall be your delight when they choose to sit there and be a student and learn from you and gain understanding from you and be an A plus student and students submitted to you. When they learn to how to have that submission to you, they shall be your delight and you and they, sorry, and they shall be always rejoicing before you, you know? And so it's like a, a domino effect. And then verse 32 says, Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Verse 33, Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Verse 34, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. So this is like Solomon wrote it this way. First, it was wisdom story, and now it's his story. So Solomon was a student too, just as wisdom was saying that she was a student under God and that she learned, and now she can have people to delight in just as God delighted in her, and she can have people to rejoice before her just as she rejoiced before God. Solomon is saying the same thing. Solomon is saying, I once was a student. And now I have become a teacher and I, you shall be my delight and you shall be rejoicing always before me. It's like a domino effect, you know, it's like God 
making wisdom the student and make now upgrading wisdom to be the teacher and now we are the students and when we get close and tight with wisdom then we become the teacher and then we will have students and it will be going on and on and on and then at verse 35 it says for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the lord verse 36 but he who sins against me wrongs his own soul all those who hate me love death so those who hate wisdom must love death because there is life found in wisdom and he she said for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the lord because wisdom is god's friend wisdom is god's a plus student god delights in wisdom so when you're when you're close to wisdom and you when you're like hey god I know wisdom. It's like it's like a hookup. You know, when you say, oh, when you go to a store and you be like, well, I, I know Janice. And they be like, oh, you know, Janice, let me let me hook you up with something. You know, let me give you special treatment. That's the same thing with God. Not that he has any respect of person. He gives anybody special treatment. But it's like, oh, you know, wisdom. You you know my A plus student. Oh, she was she was your teacher. Oh, yes. So you you must just be like her. You, you must be just like her. And if I delight in her, I will delight in you. You know, because again, God has no respect of person. If I, if I delight in her, I can delight in you. And so that's the end of that verse. And chapter eight was so jam packed with some insight about wisdom and who she is and her relationships concerning God. And we should desire the same thing. We should desire to be in the same place as wisdom as seeing God through our lives we may not have been with him before the heavens and the earth were created but we're with him now in our lives and we have to sit back and be quiet gain understanding make sure that we are the Lord's delight and that we're rejoicing always before him and just being in that spirit of thankfulness of the Lord because wisdom had to fear the Lord wisdom had to respect the Lord be in awe of the Lord and submit to the Lord that is why she tries to impart it so much in us to fear respect him be in awe of him be submitted to him because that's what I did and look at how I came out look at look at me just whenever you get discouraged just look at wisdom look how wisdom came out she she came out great. She came out as a teacher of many young men and women. She came out strong. She came out exalted. She humbled herself and she was exalted. Wisdom is our example on how to be in when you get in that place with God. It's like God will rejoice in you. He will delight in you and you will rejoice in him. Wisdom is showing us how to have that true relationship with God. And she she didn't come out with any malice in her heart, but it made her a better person, if you will. It made her where wickedness was an abomination to her lips, where truth was only found in her mouth, where righteousness only comes out of her mouth, where she only speaks excellent things and she speaks things to build people up and to not destroy them she got all that from learning from god and from being submissive to god so 
if she can be righteous, if she can learn how to be walking the way of where truth is only found in our mouth and where wickedness is an abomination to our lips, I'm sure that we can get in that place with God too, where wickedness is an abomination to our lips, where only truth is found out of our mouths, where only a good report is found out of our mouths, where we only speak excellent things and things to build people up and not to tear people down. You know, that is the place that we should get. So reading chapter 8, I feel that, you know, at some point we should go back to chapter 8 all throughout the year, even throughout this week, and just really gain that understanding that wisdom went in, submitted to the Lord, feared the Lord, and came out on top. She humbled herself and in due time she was exalted and that's the same thing with us she never questioned she never was like okay god i'm watching you create the heavens and i'm watching you create the earth and i just have to sit back and listen to you and gain understanding but what good is this going to do me how what what am i going to get out of this what what do i need to learn from this not not knowing that god created the sons of men and sent her and was like okay Go go teach my children this. Go tell my children this. And instead of having that attitude of, God, why am I doing this? She was just like, God, thank you so much for showing me this. Lord, thank you so much that I can be here and see how you created the earth and get some understanding about it. God, I just love you so much. Thank you for having me close to you to see the mysteries of a living God, to see how God structured the mountains and how he molded the valleys. You know, that is a privilege. That is a blessing, and she rejoiced in that. She was so happy about that. She was like, God, I can't, I can't thank you enough for this. And the icing on the cake was, now, all that I've learned, all this stuff that has filled my heart with joy so much that I think it's going to burst, now I get, to, I get to teach this to other people. And, that's, and going back, that's why she cries out to us, because it's like, you don't get it. You don't understand this is so much of a joy. Get get understanding. Get to that place where you desire understanding because it's so much of a joy in your heart. God has so many mysteries and things of himself that he wants to show us. But we have to get to that place where we desire it, where we fear the Lord, where we humble ourselves before him. And wisdom knows how great that is. Wisdom knows how great that feels. So she's like, come on. She's, she's trying to push us and pull us to that place in God. She's like, come on. You, you gotta get here. It's so beautiful. Have you ever seen something or done something or been around something that was so good or so beautiful and you just wanted everybody to experience it and some people were like not right now or you had something that you need to tell somebody that was so good and they were like not right now but you were trying to pull them to that place where no you gotta hear this you gotta see this this is this is something that is so great you gotta have it 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 you got so attached to it that it just made you upset or mad the people who rejected it or didn't want it because it's like, you don't understand. This is way too good to miss, you know? That is the same with wisdom. So in chapter eight, I think there is so much in this chapter to take from wisdom, even just her enthusiasm in the Lord. 
that if nothing else, just her enthusiasm in the Lord is something to really take from this chapter. And I really hope that you all enjoy this chapter because I know that I did. And I know that I will be leaving with trying to apply that enthusiasm and just really being in that place of gratitude to God for him to show me the mysteries that he has and for him to tell me different things. Even his word is a blessing. We should get excited about his word that we can read it and gain understanding from it. That should excite us to the point where we share it with others, just like wisdom gets so excited. She don't she doesn't care. She's at the high hill screaming at the top of her lungs. Get understanding. Fear the Lord. She's screaming that stuff. She doesn't care how crazy she looks. She's talking to every person on the street. Get understanding. Get understanding. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. That's how we should be about God. Because she loves God so much that she knows God is too good for me to only experience. You have to experience this too. And that's how Christians should be. We should be like, God is too good for me to only experience. I need my friends who are out in the world to experience this too. I need I need my followers on Instagram to experience this too. I, I need my basketball team to experience this too. I even need my coaches and my cousins and my teachers to experience the love of God. And you you may not get at a high get on top of a high hill like wisdom did or scream in the public places like wisdom does, but just every little thing matters. Just you having a smile on your face and sneaking in a verse here and there when you're talking to people. You know, just talking about your love of God. When somebody asks you, how are you today? And you just say, oh, I'm blessed by the Lord. And sometimes people say it sounds like you're doing too much, but you gotta realize that God is not worldly. God is not just a little bit of happiness and then it's over. No, God is joy. God is everlasting joy. He's something that makes you do too much because he is too much you know he is more than enough you know so you have to get to that place where you do those things and sometimes it may be scary but you perfect love casts out all fear and you do not allow the devil to get into your ear and to get into your imagination like at chapter 7 we were talking about where the devil is constantly talking and feeding our imagination so we don't take that second to hear from God and that's the same thing with fear fear wants to get into you well they won't receive it they'll look at you like you're weird they they won't know what you're talking about when you say God they don't know and God's telling you well they need this verse they're feeling upset today but that verse will change their life you smiling you saying that you're having a blessed day and you're blessed by the living God will change their life just that you know it will make them say oh well um who's this God that you serve to make you to make you so happy um you know what what what's he like you know what is he what has he done for you oh you you go to work church again and when do you all have services oh do do you think that you can pick me up on that day and I could come with you you never know you know and that may be the day that they go to the altar and that they get saved that day and you brought a soul to Christ and the devil 
always wants us to walk in fear, but we have to not walk in fear, but walk in that enthusiasm of God to where it's like, oh no, God is, God is too good for me to not tell this person. I, mm-mm, I can't do that. You have to shut the devil down. The devil's like, they may not receive it. Well, God is too good. You know, I got to tell them that's their choice if they don't want to receive it, but I at least got to tell them, you know, they can reject me, but I still want them to get God. So even if they reject me, I want them to have that relationship with God. And that's just what it has to be. We have to be enthusiastic about it, just like wisdom. So this was another one of my lengthy episodes, but I really hope that you all got something from this. And I hope that we all can be like wisdom and I am so thankful for you all tuning in and listening to these podcasts. And I just pray that you all have a blessed day. So, as always, I'm going to leave you with that. And bye.